Welcome to Sanctified in Truth with Michael York, a ministry of the Fairview Baptist Church in Ashland, Kentucky. Sanctified in Truth is a daily podcast for followers of Christ who desire to imitate Him and to dedicate ourselves fully to the plans God has for us by deepening our love and understanding of God's Word. Today's scripture is Genesis chapter 35 verse 1 to chapter 36 verse 43. As always, I want to encourage you to read the passage before you listen to the podcast. Genesis 35 basically concludes the part of Genesis where the focus is on Jacob. In a fashion that demonstrates the kindness and providence of God, it basically ends where it began. In Genesis 28, after Jacob cheated Esau, God appeared to him at Bethel and revealed to him the stairway or the ladder to heaven. Now in Genesis 35, after this absolute disaster in Shechem, God once again appears to Jacob and tells him to return to Bethel. Again, this appearance of God was after a moral failure in the life of Jacob. God is totally destroying any notion that his favor has to be earned or that it can be lost. God restates his promises given to Abraham and Isaac to Jacob. God is faithful across generations and through faithlessness. His faithfulness is not hindered by the sins of outsiders or insiders. Kings have failed to oppose his plans, and kings have been incorporated into his plans. He's worked wonders, and he's given life where there was none. He's changed the minds and hearts of people. He's used good decisions, and he's used bad decisions. He's cared for the guilty and the innocent. God has been utterly and totally faithful. No wonder that Jacob, now called Israel, worships because he finds himself in Bethel, the house of God. As we seek to think through the meaning, implications, and applications of this passage, we want to ask ourselves our three basic questions. First, what does this passage tell me about God? Genesis 36 is interesting because it's not just a genealogy, but it's a genealogy of the descendants of Esau. Most genealogies in the Bible trace the line of the promise. They're testimonies of the faithfulness of God. We've talked about this. But the list of Esau's descendants is different. In spite of Esau's unbelief, his descendants have a future. Under God, they too have a story. In Deuteronomy 23 verse 7, God tells Israel, Do not abhor an Edomite, for he is your brother. God is kind and good even to those who do not serve him at all. The second account of Esau's line, there in chapter 36, verses 9 to 40, demonstrates that God fulfills his promises. Edom does become a great nation, and in spite of its greatness, the elder still serves the younger. If God's word here is true, if God's word to Esau is true, then it was reasonable for the Israelites to expect that the promises he made to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob would be fulfilled even more. The second question we want to ask is, what does this passage reveal to me about myself and about humanity in general? Part of the curse given to humanity would be that women would experience pain in childbirth. And Rebecca experienced so much pain, she died. This was a visceral reminder of the curse of sin. Sin brought pain and death. Rebecca named the son that she prayed for, son of my sorrow, but Israel changed his name to Benjamin, son of my right hand. This meaning 
is a little ambiguous, but the context suggests we could understand it as if Rebecca is saying, this son is my misfortune, my sorrow. But Jacob, but Israel realized this child was an answer to prayer. And even though it cost him his wife, he says, this son is my good fortune, my strength, my hope, my right hand. The curse was that death would come and that there would be pain in childbirth, but it would be through childbirth that the promise would continue and what would find its fulfillment in Christ. Jacob understood that God can take our sorrow and turn it into strength. In one little story, we see birth and we see death. We see the pain of life and the joy of life. And we're reminded that God is at work in all of it to care for us and bring us our good. The third question we want to ask is, what does this passage call me to do? There was a recommitment ceremony as Jacob and his family re-entered Canaan. In chapter 35, verse 2, Jacob tells all who are with him to get rid of their household gods, to purify themselves and to change their garments. Now, we're not given the details of what the purification ritual was or why they had to change what they were wearing. But both of these things prefigure the, the cleanness that God would demand of his people in the law. In essence, what Jacob was doing was he was telling those in his household that as they prepared to meet with God, they needed to get rid of their sin and they needed to cleanse their lives. All of us regularly need these moments of recommitment in our lives. We need times to get rid of sin. That Jacob told the people to get rid of their foreign gods shows he had tolerated them to some extent. He knew that they had them, but he knew he could do that no longer. Sometimes we tolerate sin, and sometimes we even try and regulate sin in our lives. But there have to be these moments where we unequivocally purge ourselves of behaviors and attitudes that we know are sinful. Repentance is not only feeling bad about our sin, it's stopping our sin. But there was also an orientation of their lives to God. In changing their garments and in purifying themselves, they're being intentional about approaching God. It's not enough that we turn from sin, but we have to turn to God. If all we do is turn from something, we'll eventually turn to something else. The best way to stop sin is to pursue God. When we replace our desire to please ourselves with the desire to honor God, we will not be content only by stopping sin but we will seek to devote our energy to do that which is pleasing to God. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Sanctified in Truth. Join us tomorrow as we will discuss Genesis chapter 37, verse 1 to 36. May everything you say and everything you do today seek to honor God. Whatever you do, take comfort and know that Jesus has already prayed for you, that you would be sanctified in truth. Can use me anytime.